the college basketball experience, March madness, NCAA tournament, final picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Win bet is now offering a bet. The underdog special betters will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's a free $25 bet on top of your winnings. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app for your chance to win $3,000 in the DJ dance. So come dance with us and download the SGPN app for free in the app store and Google play store. Let it ride. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience. March madness. Final picks episode. My name is Kobe swinging database Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. (laughs) We are home. It is here. I'm dancing here in the hotel room in Las Vegas. We just went live. Go check out those episodes on the sports gambling podcast. We had Jay Billis on the show, but I've been dancing all week. I've been cutting rugs and I'm joined by a guy who's known to cut a rug or two. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing, wheeling a dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi. How are you, pal? Life is good, brother. Out here in LA holding it down, but definitely wish I was there. Looks like you guys are all the way to your house. And all you got for me is light beer. (laughs) All right. Third man in the somewhat in the, in the virtual booth, give it up for the DFS God himself. Hey, come play DraftKings with us. We're, we play college basketball DraftKings every single day. I haven't been able to submit a lineup because I'm in Vegas. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Happy Christmas Eve, guys. I got the Woodford poured here. I am ready to rock. Yes. I'm sorry. Let me, pl- let me let me play this. One. 
Loyola Marymount uh, shout out, run and shoot. <laughs> yeah, a little Paul Westhead. Alabama runs a little bit of that offense. We'll be talking about Alabama shortly, but guys, before we go game by game, because we haven't picked it against the spread yet. I mean, I have on the other show some, but is there anything? I mean, do we want to talk about the fact Kenny Payne's the new coach of Louisville? Or that uh, Travis Steele is gone, or Frank Martin is gone, or I guess that that let's do that on a, another episode. Yeah, that's you know that's an off season at you know a week or two after the tournament. That's when we'll start you know going over some of the coaches that are gone, some of the new faces. But right now, nobody cares about those teams that are dancing. Let's focus on the task at hand, which is the NCAA tournament. Well, there right. are some teams that are dancing that uh, coaches have been fired or at least one. So yeah, that's, we will have to talk about them. LSU, I, Will Wade, that's I, very true. And I don't, that's a I don't know weird that, situation. I don't know that I've ever seen that where someone's fired going into the tournament. Why not just wait a couple <laughs> weeks? Yeah, yeah, what where's the benefit? I mean, we, why? I, yeah. <laughs> and, unless you want to see your assistant and say, "Hey, bef- let's give him the keys and see if he can do anything." Sure. I don't know. I feel like I'm Lou Holtz here. You know, like, well, I don't understand it. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. You want me to, you really want me to uh, cue that bad hit me with it. Yeah. Where, where are you, Lou? You're somewhere on this damn soundboard. Um, well, well, I don't get <laughs> <bring my income, laughs> my thoughts. Exactly. Uh, what it's, we're talking about LSU. All right. So, I mean, hey, what's up, babes, pack up your rape culture and take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys, here we are Thursday, March 17th, 9 a.m. 9.15 a.m. Actually out here in Las Vegas, Michigan, Colorado state. Now we've got news that what Devonte Jones, uh, the coastal Carolina transfer, he's not going to be available to go in this game. Jones. Um, uh, you know, a grad transfer, I believe he's a guy that's the third leading scorer on the team at 10.7 points per game, 4.6 boards, also 4.6 assist as well. Uh, you know, I, I made this point on the SGP show that every time I feel like a team doesn't belong to be there, they normally have a decent showing. However, and Michigan is the one team I've called out and maybe they'll have a deep run. But I'm on Colorado State. I just think Colorado State is is going like the Mountain West had a tough draw with playing in Dayton, Ohio, with Wyoming. It was like a home game for Indiana. I think the Mountain West has been pretty damn good this year. The Rams show up. Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, that's huge news. That that is the Wolverine starting point guard. Uh, you know, to lose him right before the tournament starts. I, th- I thought this was kind of a 50-50 coin flip of a game to begin with, and I was going to lean goal, uh, Colorado State. So with the with the news that Devonta Jones once again starting point guard for Michigan will not be playing, well, that makes me you know all over the Rams. I think Colorado State can get it done. I'm a wor- I'm worried about Hunter Dickinson. I mean, the guy's been a beast the second half of the year. He's uh, he's improved his game to include a three-point shot, which I did not see coming a season ago. So, but he, but he's kind of a one-man show right here. Without the point guard, go Colorado State. Patty, see, I know you're a Michigan guy. What are you doing here, buddy? 
The spread well, is at one, by the way, this, this line moved. It was at Colorado state was getting two and a half with the news of Jones, not playing. It is down to one right now. Michigan still favored though. Um, look, I, I was leaning Colorado state. They played great all year. Uh, two losses to UNLV, two losses to San Diego state. But other than that, just one loss on the year. Um, and so, you know, they, they've won nine of the last 11 Michigan. Meanwhile, 14 and seven or 17 and 14, pretty mediocre, but the level of competition. And I think just the level of talent, I, I just figured Michigan would do it, but that is massive news. So I may be flipping over to Colorado state here. Oh, so Patty C gonna go with Colorado state as well. Um, all right, nine forty in the morning. The Jackrabbits of South Dakota State. I still can't believe this spread is only two. The four seed Providence against the thirteen seed South Dakota State. Providence is laying two, and I'm still. I haven't changed my opinion about this game. I'm still riding with the nation's best offense and best shooting percentage. That is the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I get it. Uh, it seems like they're a public dog. It seems like everyone's on it. I, I, even the line is a bit shocking to me. And maybe you know Providence shows up and look. Uh, I love Ed Cooley. I, I, I'm in a win-win spot because I'm betting on South Dakota State, but I would still I'd be happy to see Ed Cooley have a great postseason here. But I think the Jackrabbits are a bad draw for them. If I'm Ed Cooley, I am. Uh, I'm probably going to be pretty fed up uh, post-game if after this loss with the committee and having to, having to face them in the first round, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a bad draw. Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, man. I mean, when we did that bracket reaction pod, I think all three of us, or at least uh, yourself and me, we, we were on South Dakota state. We thought that was a juicy matchup, a potential, you know, 13 seed knocking off a four seed, but only laying two, you know what? It's easy to see a tide turn. I'm going to take the fries. It's easy to see a tide turn. How often do you get a chance to lay only two points with the number four seed? And as good as South Dakota State is offensively, I mean, look at their defensive numbers. They're 223rd in the nation. Mm. I don't have it in front of me, but that might be the worst defense in this entire field. And for a mid major team, they're not all that veteran. Uh, he's talking about experience, only 293rd in the country, a uh, bunch of sophomores on this roster, you know, that uh, fill out that uh, starting five, only one senior. So I'm kind of surprised they've done so well at the mid major level being relatively young with all that said, Providence is an old team. I'll take the old team. Go Friars. You change you, you bastard. Um, yeah, you make good points. And by the way, remember hit the first half unders on all these games, folks, where we're the, uh, the Rutgers game is about to tip off still the first four, but all the other three games have, have played out of the first four and uh, the unders two and one really felt like it should have been three and oh until a late run in that, uh, that Bryant game. Um, Patty C what are you doing here with Providence, South Dakota state? Uh, I think the spread is too small. I think, uh, Again, Providence losses to all good teams. I guess you could say UVA might not be that good, but Marquette, uh, uh, Villanova twice in Creighton. Meanwhile, South Dakota State, 18 and 0 in conference, but only 12 and 4 out of conference. So, um, you know, maybe not that 
maybe not that great uh, in the nine conference play, and which is obviously what they're facing here. Level of competition plus the spread. Gotta go, Friars. Do you really want to fade a team that has won twenty one straight games? <laughs> And they have the best three point shooting in the country, which is obviously a concern. They're also yeah, you can't I mean, fake that. <laughs> they're they're the number one offense in the country from an offensive rating. They're the well, num- it depends on what you look at. If you look at Ken Palm's offensive offensive efficiency, they're like number twelve or so. But I mean, look, you can look at different stats and paint well, a picture. Field goal percentage as an offense, they're number one. There you go. Providence so, also pretty good at at defending the three ball, though fifty seventh in the country. If they can limit, you know, the Jackrabbits from beyond the arc, they win this game. And I think this is the scary thing too. Uh, uh, the way South Dakota State passes the ball, they're forty second, uh, tied for forty second in the nation in in passing. Also uh, at pace, they're they're they play at a an up tempo pace. They're kind of the opposite of Providence. They're third. So South Dakota State's thirty six in the nation in pace. Providence two hundred ninety second. Contrast in styles going on. Uh, another thing is South Dakota state, much better free throw shooting team as well. We'll see the, the rebounding scares me. The rebounding aspect of that game scares me. Yeah. Look for Nate Watson and uh Horchler, the big men for Providence to have big days. We call them whore liquor on the sports gambling podcast. That works too. Um, but let me ask you this is the conference tournament included uh, in the, uh, in their conference record. Because if, if they played four or four or five conference games in the tournament that aren't being included, then their non-conference record is like 500 that, I mean, they have a loss to Washington. Who's not very good. Uh, I'm a little concerned about South Dakota state. Wow. We're going to find out. Well, we're going to find out. Let me tell you something. Good round. You're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round. You're losing. You're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. It is a great thing to have, and that's what they have, Patty. See, the Jackrabbits have an appetite to pull off the big upset. Uh, okay, next game going on: Memphis, Boise State. The ninth seed is the favorite. Makes sense of that. This game is being played in Portland, Oregon, which you would think would be Boise State country. Uh, Memphis got to travel all the way across country, but they're still laying three points. And guess what? I am going to lay the three points. I think the Memphis Tigers get it done. But I'm very interested to see this matchup. I really am. Uh, what are you doing here, Nick? You know, I think Boise is going to be successful in slowing down the game. And I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, I think it opened up the, the uh, spread at two and a half. And, you know, so people have been betting Memphis. I still like Memphis at this number, but I wouldn't go a whole lot higher. Uh, Cause this is a, I, I expect a close game. I expect that, you know, this could be even like buzzer beater material, but I'm going to go with the more talented team. I'm going to go Memphis. Patty C, I believe on Sunday you said you're going to go Boise State. Have you have you changed? Um, have you have you you know reconsidered? Uh, perhaps uh, you know what 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 your play is. I have not. I mean, again, a lot of these teams have just lost to the same team several times. Boise's lost their last two losses are to Colorado State. Aside from that, I want to say it's uh, ten straight wins. So. Um, Memphis a little less consistent than that, although they've been good at the end of the year here. So I do think it'll be a close game, but I don't know. I just favor the consistency in the tournament. So I'm going Boise. If you look at ceiling, I mean, Memphis and the teams they've beaten Alabama, Virginia tech, 
St. Louis decent team, two wins over Houston, beat SMU. I mean, as far as if you look at resumes, Memphis has the better wins. Boise State has more consistency, kind of what you'd expect from a young, talented team versus an old veteran team. But and that's why it's going to be a great game here because it is a contrast in styles as well. I just I'm going to go the uh, Fighting Pennies here. Memphis could be. I, I still I know I talked I talked to Jay Billis about this on the, on the Sports Gambling Podcast show, but uh, I think Memphis, if they win this game, is going to give Gonzaga a a run, a run for their money. I believe that. Keep an eye on that. Uh, 11 a.m. on the West, 2 p.m. on the East. Norfolk State Baylor. Now we know L.J. Cryer is uh, out for the first uh, two games for Baylor. They announced that today. Baylor's laying 20 and a half against the Spartans. The Spartans. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm taking the 20 and a half, man. I think this Norfolk State team is actually decent. Um, I get it. Baylor's a machine. They seem to be always having injuries and they just seem to continue to win. But I think Norfolk State can stay in the game a little more than 20 with 20 and a half. Uh, a final score Baylor wins by 12. Give me the Spartans. What are you doing here, Nick? These one sixteens are always kind of tough here, but when going back and doing the research on Norfolk State here, the one game that stands out to me uh, all the way back before uh, Thanksgiving is the game against Xavier, where they lost by forty. Xavier was really good that, then, that though. Say it again. Xavier was really good then. Well, Baylor's pretty good too. They're a one seed. <laughs> Lay the points. I'm going to go Baylor. P- Patty, see what are you doing? <laughs> They are defending national champions. Look, Norfolk State. If they had had uh, more conce- uh, uh, success in the past, I would uh, I'd be more confident in them. But it's been all. I mean, this is they're basically their best season ever uh, as a basketball program, pretty much by far. So I just think Baylor's on an entirely different level talent wise, and I think they're going to wipe the walls with them. Just coming right at the Spartans. Do I got to remind you? Do I got to remind you that they knocked off? Uh, was it Iowa State? I think it is. I'm pulling it up right now. It was a while ago, but Norfolk State, uh, I believe, knocked off Iowa State as a 215. I believe uh, maybe in the past 15 True. years. 2011. Yeah. 2011. They did get to the third round, so that was so their best season ever. You're Other telling me they have a, a track record of beating Big 12 squads, and 10 years later they can rekindle <laughs> that magic. I am. Give me the 20 points, 20, actually 20 and a half um, sprinkle some on the money line. No, 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 no don't do that. Um, this is uh Longwood, Tennessee, Tennessee laying 17 and a half. This line has jumped. It was at the uh, 16 and a half. Now it's at 17 and a half guys. I I'm going to fade Rick Barnes at some point, but it ain't going to be here. If anything, I think they're, they have a, a chip on their shoulder for the way they were misseated. I think Longwood was also misseeded. I don't. I actually don't understand either of these teams' seeding spots. Um, and with that said, uh, I'm going to take Tennessee. I'm going to lay the 17 and a half, and that is a Dundee lock. Boom. <laughs> who wants? Who wants in on this? I'm in on that. Lock it up for me too, Patty. Gosh, you know, I had originally leaned uh, Longwood, but I I do not know what I was thinking at this point. I'm pretty sure you guys are right. I'll go ahead and lock it up with you. Boom! The volunteers getting it done. Minus seventeen.
Look, when you're looking at this game here, first off, Longwood probably deserves to be a 15 seed at best. Yeah. What the hell did you know? Did one of the presidents go to Longwood or something, or one of the committee members? I don't <laughs> understand how the hell. Uh, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, but to me, like Georgia State, even Norfolk State, even uh, Wright State tonight, I don't think they should have been 16s. Right. Right. I Jacksonville agree. I mean, State should have been a 16. Longwood might have been, uh, I would have put Longwood as a 16 before those other ones. Possibly CS Fullerton. Yes, a hundred percent. Well, looking at the Big South, you know where Longwood plays. I mean, that conference in the in the conference power rankings this year was twenty seventh out of thirty third. Not very good. It's not a great conference. And if you look at the last ten games, Longwood's margin of victory over conference opponents was only four point three points per game. Now they won almost all of them. They lost an overtime game to North Carolina A and T, I believe, but. Yeah, so give them credit for winning close games, but I mean, if you're back in a 14 seed, you want to see more dominant performances against inferior opponents. And you know, look at their numbers on Ken Palm. I mean, offense 115, defense 191. This Tennessee squad is going to shut them down. And uh, it, look at the two teams, the two you know major conference teams uh, Long was played. They gave up 106 points to Iowa and 91 to Georgetown. I think this is just complete blowout here. Me too. And I think it's going to be ugly. I'm all, it's one of my favorite plays of the, well, obviously with me locking it. So uh, guys, get your bets in. Let's do this damn thing. Uh, next up on the slate, the Richmond spiders catching 10 and a half points against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Both these teams uh, won their conference tournament. So they're both on quite uh, the winning streak, but um, I think I was going to win this game, but I am going to take the 10 and a half. I think it's just a little steep. Give me, I would have win by seven or eight uh, as they move along, but Richmond covers Nick. What are you doing here? I went back and forth on this one. I, I definitely like Iowa to win. I know Richmond might be a trendy upset pick. I don't see that happening. And at the end of the day, I, I know Richmond is an old team experienced, but they've been so inconsistent over the last couple of seasons. I'm actually taking Iowa. I'm going to lay the points too. I expect a close game. Second half, Iowa pulls away, wins by 12 or 14. Patty C, the Spiders. Are you going to represent your your state of Virginia? I will, and I think they're going to be playing with their hair on fire. There was just no quit in them the other night in the uh, finals of the conference tournament, and you know I could say the same thing about Iowa too, but. Iowa hasn't always been playing at the level they are right now, you know, and so maybe there's a little recency bias there, but I would be damned if I saw Jacob Gilliard let this one get out of control on him. I mean, I guess there's yeah, Keegan Murray and uh, Jordan Bohannon to say, or uh, yeah, Jordan Bohannon to say something about that, but um, I don't know. I, I just feel like Richmond is going to keep this one pretty close. Yeah, Spider up, Spider up. I think they they barely cover this thing. Uh, then we get to the game with the best six. We, me and NC Nick have deemed this the best 16 seed roster wise that we can ever recall. That includes UMBC that knocked off Patty C's Wahoos. Um, mm. Georgia State. Gotta bring that one up every episode, don't we? <laughs> Georgia State, Gonzaga. Uh, the Zags are laying 23 to the Panthers. I'm taking the Panthers plus 23. They've won what? They've won a, like, I think to a 10 games in a row. Is it? Yeah. 10 games in a row. Um, 
they they've they talk about a track record. Do I got to go? I don't have to go that far back to see them knock off Baylor in the first round. Give me the Panthers plus the 23 points. Nick, what are you doing here? I am right there with you. Georgia state. Well, first off the Sun Belt is a decent conference. Okay. It's they're not like the big South or something. Uh, Sun Belt is usually like between like 15th and 20th ranked conference. It's decent. Okay. It, it's much better. And that's why I'm, I'm shocked that uh, Longwood is a, a better seed, but uh, Georgia state lost in the Sun Belt championship last year to app state. They returned basically the, the same squad everybody came back and uh, for whatever reason, the, the first half of the year did not start off very good, but they turned it on come February. They're on a roll. And uh, I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, push Gonzaga, but I think they can cover 23. Come on. Are we all at all concerned that they're 335th in the nation at field goal percentage? <laughs> <laughs> not very good, but I, I think, I mean, that stat is over the, the entire season. I would like to see like, last 10 games. I yeah. think it'd be much improved. Patty C what are you doing here? Panthers Zags. Well, I just want to go back and take a look at uh, the tournament teams that um, Gonzaga has played so far against Texas, a win by 12 against UCLA. That was their biggest win by 20 Duke. They lost by three Alabama. They lost by nine um, and uh, St. Mary's. They lost by uh, 10. They also beat St. Mary's by 13 on the last game of the year. If uh, if oh, I'm drawing a blank here, Georgia state, who are they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If Georgia state is anywhere in that uh, realm, then 23 and a half is a lot to ask, but I don't think Georgia state is in the same realm as them, but you guys have convinced me that that's too many points. So I will take the Panthers Panther up um, next up uh, on Friday or on Thursday here at one 30 on the West four 30 on the East Marquette. Marquette is taking on the uh, well, the Marquette Eagles. Nick, they're taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Tar Heels are laying three and a half. Wrong team is favored. Shaka Smart and Marquette get the dub. Another missed seating, if you ask me. And uh, I'm curious what ACC Nick's gonna do over here. Nick, what are you doing with this game? Well, the line's moving up in UNC's favor, so I, I'm assuming the public is all over the Tar Heels. I think it started at minus three. I'm even even seeing it up to minus four in some places. I mean, if you look at the last ten games, UNC is coming in a whole lot hotter than Marquette. Marquette had a great January. February kind of stumbled a bit, but I think this is almost like a Big East versus ACC play here, and it pains me to say it, being ACC Nick, but our conference was abysmal this year. And the Big East was a lot better, uh, and I, I mean, yeah. So that's my main reasoning is I just think Marquette, you know, they were in a grind and you know they got tired, but with having you know a week off now, I think they're refreshed. They'll regroup. They're probably better coached, and uh, I think they're just tougher. I mean, going back to UNC and their record against like quad one opponents, it's it's awful. I think uh, you know the one over Duke was that it? Maybe one more. So uh, I'm on Marquette. Patty C, what are you doing here with this game? The Eagles against the Tar Heels. What are you doing? Uh, uh, I mean, this is uh, uh, they did go through a tougher slate here at the end, I guess. Um, but they have lost uh, what four, five, six out of their last nine games. Six of the last ten. It's tough to bet on that. Meanwhile, North Carolina 
pretty darn hot, uh, including a pretty big good win over Duke, and not to mention a win at Virginia Tech a few weeks ago. So it's tough to bet against Carolina right now based on that. So I think I'm going to change it. I had Marquette originally. I'm going to go Carolina here. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change. You turncoat. Uh, yeah, going with the targets. That's ACC Pat showing up in the place to be. Uh, next game. Uh, this line is up to seven. UConn is laying seven in Buffalo against New Mexico State. I went back. I was on the SGP show. You know, Danny Hurley hasn't had much tournament success. You can go back to Wagner. You can go back to Rhode Island. And you can go look at last year's UConn team, and, and this guy has had some struggles in the NCAA tournament. That is why I am taking New Mexico State plus the seven. I'm also sprinkling some on the money line, and I'm locking it up. Let's go Aggies with that sweet, sweet mascot with the guns and the mustache. Patty C said he wanted to ride his mustache. Um, uh, <laughs> Nick, uh, what are you what are you doing here? Can I just remind you that it was only uh, what three weeks ago where your New Mexico State Aggies lost to Chicago State? <laughs> Great time to get it out of the way. It was right before they, they were going, and it still didn't change their seating in the conference tournament. Maybe it was a little bye week. Yeah, look, I mean, I understand Chicago State is nowhere near as bad as they were the last couple seasons, but still, that's a bad look. Do I got to remind With, you that New Mexico State beat Davidson by 11? Th- th- I do recall that way back on November the 18th, huh? Yes, and Washington State. I mean, this team can play some ball. They've also taken down Stephen F. Austin, Grand Canyon. They, they've gone out and got some nice wins there. Uh, this is a team I think is going to be just, just watch out. That's all I'm saying. Watch out because there's a guy named Teddy Allen. And I actually am going to make the case that New Mexico state might have the better guard play with, uh, with, with Jabari rice, Jabari rice, Teddy Allen. Uh, I think they can be efficient against this, uh, this Yukon front or uh, backcourt. Um, so the backcourt of RJ Cole and Tyrese Martin, who are two seniors who I, I, I love that backcourt. And I think uh, Adamo Sanogu, the big man from Mali is just a complete mismatch. I mean, look, Mexico state's a solid program and I am with you. I think they cover, but I'm not throwing any money on the money line. I think UConn wins this, but I do expect a close game. UConn wins by four or five. The Aggies cover. The only scary thing is the buff. Like th- this is going to be a UConn home game, essentially. That whole area, real money. Kramer tells me everyone up there roots for for UConn. Oh, yeah. That is the the scary side of this to me. Um, but no, I mean, look, it, it, you you act like there's not uh, Johnny McCants, the the big man for New Mexico State, who averages just shy of two blocks per game. Don't sleep on the athleticism the Aggies have. And Nick, Teddy Allen, 19 points a game, seven boards, three assists, 1.2 steals. Sign me up for a little upset. Patty C, what are you doing here? Aggies, Huskies. Uh, look, um, UConn is just a far more talented team. They've lost, they lose close. They lost to Creighton by two, Villanova by three recently, Xavier by six. Other than that, they win most of their games. Granted, they win close. Uh, New Mexico State. Like Nick said, losing to Chicago State's a really bad look. Also, Stephen F. Austin, decent team, but 
it's just a different level of competition here. Uh, I'm trying to look back now. It's been about eight years since they got to the second round, but they actually had a nice little run in their uh, early part of the uh, decade or the previous decade where they got to the second round four years in a row. Do I think we're going to see that this time around though? Obviously not six and a half. I think UConn covers wild man. You're a wild, wild man. Um, I'm telling you, New Mexico State, watch out. Watch out now. Okay, the next game up, 4:10 p.m. on the West. St. Peter's, the Peacocks take it on Kentucky. Kentucky's laying 18. Man, I wanted to take this St. Peter's team in the tournament, but they just drew a and once again, I think I don't know. I I I I I think they're better than Longwood as well. Um I, I can't take them. It's Kentucky. I'm going to lay the 18. I'm going to take Kentucky. And I think it's a fringe lock play, but I'm, I, mean, I guess I won't lock it, but I'm going to take Kentucky minus the 18 Nick. Yeah. I mean, like the Peacocks had a very good defense when playing other teams in the Mac, but when it comes to playing Kentucky, I mean, that defense is going to struggle and St. Peter's offense is just awful. I mean, they struggle to, to score 65 most games. Also, they're a very short team. Average height, 295th in the country. I think Oscar Toshibi and those big bo- big boys at Kentucky are going to just do whatever they want down low. I don't see this a game. I don't see how any way you know St. Peter's. It's just a bad matchup, man. And Kentucky's going to roll. I almost feel like we should lock it, but I'm not. Should we lock this one? I mean, you know, 18 it, points is a lot of points for a tournament game. I mean, I guess it's a auto auto bid, but. Uh, I don't know. That, that that's that's a lot to be just assuming is going to get covered. Uh, well, it's, it's very similar to uh, Tennessee. I yeah. mean, I think St. Peter's is better than than Longwood, but at the same time, I they're <laughs> better defensively at least. <laughs> uh, fringe lock. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to lock I it agree. up. I um, agree. Patty I mean, C- there was a time when you said Kentucky is the best team in the country. I don't know if they're still in that on the radar for that for you. That suggests they should be able to cover you, that. You know, the, the, I went away from that really the past couple of weeks because it stood out to me, especially the second game against Tennessee. They had open looks a lot from three, and they couldn't hit them. And they're 296 in the nation at three point shooting. Um, it's pretty bad. That concerns me. I put it. I'll, I'll put it like this. I didn't buy a future on Kentucky for a reason, even though I considered it two weeks ago. I was convinced. I should get the future on them. They got to be able to shoot yeah. the three better. Um, Patty, see what are you doing here? I want Kentucky. Okay. Next up, four twenty. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Everyone's got to look. Tomorrow's just a total shit fest here in Vegas. Um. Anyway, Indiana, St. Mary's, Indiana. We saw them. We were on the right side of that uh, against Wyoming. Now they take on St. Mary's. Uh, this game uh, being played in Portland, Oregon. It's a lot of trip, but. Uh, it's a long trip, I should say, but uh, you know, there's a, an, an interesting case. Uh, a fan said downstairs uh, in the sports book, he said, St. Mary's their tournament ended a long time ago. They haven't played. Meanwhile, Indiana has been playing. There's a rhythm to that. That's an advantage, but I also countered back with saying uh, they're also going to St. Mary's is also going to be healthier though. Their legs will be healthier. So I don't know what side you go on that, but St. Mary's is laying three. I'm going to take St. Mary's to cover this three. Nick, what are you doing here? I disagree. I'm on Indiana. 
Uh, I don't think legs is, is too big of an issue right now. Uh, it will be for Indiana, you know, uh, when they play Saturday, if they get this W, won the play in game and went all the way to the final four last year. Uh, and we always see this. We always see one of the winners from the play in game. They usually make it to the sweet 16, you know, or at least win a first round game. I think it's a 50, 50 game. And I don't know if St. Mary's is going to have an answer for Tracy or for trace Jackson Davis and race Thompson on the inside. And I think the, uh, the pit transfer Xavier Johnson's playing really good ball at point guard for the Hoosiers. I'm going to take the points. I think it's two, you know, very good top 20 defensive squads. So it's going to be a neck and neck game. And I, if I can get three free points, sign me up. Mm, mm. Uh, I'm calling recency bias. Like this team has won uh, only four out of their last 12. Their wins were close wins, two wins, uh, two points against Illinois, five points against Michigan, um, and then five points against Minnesota. Granted, all three of those were on the road, which is impressive. But St. Mary's has been playing good teams tight all year. Most of their losses are against very good teams. So three points, I think they cover, although I wouldn't, I don't feel great about it. So I'm going Gales. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I, Nick was the one giving me a hard time about taking a future out on Indiana in the big 10 tournament, but that thing almost cashed. Um, hey, if it wasn't for that, uh, that three point hail Mary buzzer beater from Iowa. Yeah, it might've, um, but I just think St. Mary's the better team. I think they're going to show up and uh, yeah. Give me the gales. Uh, next up. We got Creighton taking on San Diego state. I think this is one of the harder games to, to handicap here. Um, Aztecs are laying two, and I feel like they're tra- like I was surprised at that line. I thought it would be the other way around. I really did. Um, San Diego State's treated us good over the years, so on the SGP show, I went with them. My brain is telling me to take Creighton, though. I'm going to take Creighton plus the two points in this matchup. Nick, what are you doing here? I disagree again. I like to see uh, some disagreements on this podcast. Actually, no, me, no, we're agreeing. I'm taking San Diego state. I got to stick to my guns. Right. I got to stick to my guns <laughs> so much for that. Uh, for me, I mean, it, this is picking a defense, you know, that's what ranked uh, second in the country going up against a team that lost his point guard out for the year within the last couple of weeks. That's basically what it comes down to. Creighton's had an unbelievable season. I don't think anybody expected them to be here. Um, they've done a great job after losing a lot of uh, talent from uh, last year's squad, but I think it's a bad matchup for them. I think this is a grind it game. I think it's physical. And I think this is finally going to be a game where they miss their starting point guard, you know? So uh, give me the Aztecs. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to trust old faithful, you know, Patty, see what are you doing here? Uh, I feel like I'm just Mr. Schedule guy here, but um San Diego State, uh, 12 out of the last 15 games uh, are wins. The three losses all by one point. That said, uh, even though they keep games close, uh, I think Creighton has just been so consistent and so good. Very underrated this year. I think they'd be able to cover, or they're getting two and a half. They're, I'm taking yeah. the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, you may, I think it could be a close game. I'll say that. Um, next up, we got uh, Vermont, Arkansas. Now we had the guy from uh, the gentleman uh, from WinBet on who makes the odds, and the WinBet is heavy, uh, heavy on needing uh, Vermont to win this one because uh, they were shocked at this line. I'll put it like this, which shocked me. 
I have Arkansas minus five, and guys, uh, this game is being played in Buffalo. There's an advantage there for Vermont. Their fans probably will travel, and if not, UConn fans will be rooting for the Razorbacks. But I'm sorry, not the Razorbacks. For for what are they? The Catamounts. The Catamounts. Yeah. yeah. Um, Arkansas is laying five. I am gonna lock up Arkansas minus five. Let's go. Who wants to join me on this? I'm taking Arkansas. Yeah, I would say too. it's not fringe lock worthy. Mm. Fringe lock worthy. He says, sounds like a coward to me, <laughs> um, you know, but I, I do say trust your gut here and yeah, you know, maybe most of uh, the public is on Arkansas, but that's probably for a reason here. I understand Vermont has had a lot of success in the tournament, but their last time out, they lost by what uh, six or seven to a four seed Florida state. They covered that game. But man, I just look at Arkansas here, the defense, the athleticism, the size, along with a coach and Eric Musselman, who is accustomed to success in the NCAAs. I'm on uh, the Razorbacks, man. I think uh, like Vermont, you know, they, they are the mid major who you want to roll the dice on because they start all five seniors. They can really shoot the ball, especially from deep. I mean, all that makes sense. It sounds a lot like Arkansas versus Colgate last year. Where Colgate was up by what, like they were up 33 19, but then Arkansas came back, ended up winning by a 17. Damn. This year, don't expect a mid major to sneak up on the Razorbacks. Give me Arkansas. Uh, Patty C, what are you doing here? Nah, I don't know. I mean, Vermont, for all of their success over the last 20 years, only has two tournament wins during that whole time. Uh, I think the American East is just such hot garbage that I think I might switch. Just to a lot. You broke up. You, you broke this way higher. You broke up a little bit. Though. You, you, you're going to lock up uh, Arkansas with me. I, th- I think I'll lock the Razorbacks with you. There we Last go. thing I'll, I'll say about this is that. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Arkansas three best uh, players: J.D. Note, Stanley Yamudu, Audiese Tony. While they may be transfers, they're all seniors. Ooh. Okay. Now we play my song. Trying to trying to get in there on the song. Trying to let's take the Arkansas Razorbacks minus five. Lock it up, me and Patty C. Um, next up we got uh this is an interesting one. San Francisco, Murray State. Now, this is one on Sunday. We went San Francisco, I think me and Nick. I switched my pick to Murray State the following day, and I'm glad I did because uh, there is news out of uh, the out of San Francisco. Unfortunately, this is bad news. Uh, their big man, uh, Yohan Maliski, uh, he is not going to play, and he is their uh, third leading scorer at thirteen and a half points a game, and also ten, just shy of ten boards. Uh, the guy's a big time performer for them. Also, two point two blocks. Um, that is a huge loss and I'm surprised the line hasn't jumped more. It went up a point Murray state minus two. I'm on the racers and I actually think this is fringe lock potential. Nick. Yeah. I switched it over before I heard that news. I mean, now that big man has missed uh, a, a handful of games over the course of the second half of the season. They have a decent backup in Patrick tape. He's a uh, uh, transfer from Duke. 
Now, before Duke, he only played at Duke one year, and he really didn't see much court time. Before that, he was with an Ivy League school. I forget which one. I think I want to say Yale, Um, but he's solid. So I mean, the drop off isn't too bad, you know, from Mazelski to Tape. But for me, this came down to a team that is thirty and two in Murray State, and I mean they're just accustomed to winning. Man, they got you know a, a handful of guys who can really light up the scoreboard. And uh, I think they they want their run to continue. They want to face Kentucky, and I'm going to go racers. Yeah, should we lock it? No, Patty. I mean, consider Murray State's uh, losses. Granted, ETSU that's a bad loss, but Auburn, you know, they're all their losses. So uh, aside from playing absolutely elite competition, they're pretty much undefeated or almost undefeated. Uh, One point at this point, yeah, I'll lock it, especially with that that news. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Double locks for me and Patty. See, they're rolling. Uh, I'm just you, riding your coattails right now. If you look at the racers and what they've done, um, yes, that's a, a bad loss to East Tennessee State, but they weren't horrible. Uh, Murray State's a team that beat James Madison. Let's let's <laughs> omit that data. Let's, let's go back and delete that fact. They also beat the <laughs> Memphis Tigers. Um, this is a team that's been pretty good all year. Um, I'm on the racers to get it done. Let's let's have some fun. Next up, we got uh, another one that I think is fringe lock potential. Akron is catching 14 against UCLA. Guys, why why are they getting? Four? You know what? I am locking this. I'm sorry, guys. I gotta wow. I, I gotta do this. Yes, I'm locking this. Akron is too good of a team to be getting 14. Like they're gonna cover this. I think this is going to, I think UCLA will win this game. I mean, even that though, I wouldn't be surprised if this is tied up with four minutes left. Um, 14. What? If I was setting this line to be at like six or seven, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the game probably winds up somewhere in between the two. I think UCLA wins by 10 or 12. I will take the 14 in the zips. They are hot. They have one, uh, what seven, uh, no eight in a row. Including like the Mac was a decent conference this year. Okay, it's not football where the Mac is like every year one of the worst leagues, if not the worst. In basketball, especially the last couple seasons, they've been solid, and they rolled through Buffalo, Toledo, and Kent State to win the Mac tournament, which is a pretty decent gauntlet of of solid teams there. I I, I think you go back to the beginning of the year, the first game. You know, they should Ali Ali makes what you think is a buzzer beater. To beat Ohio State, there was still a second on the clock. Ohio State throws like a full court pass. His head key makes a buzzer beater. But that performance alone, from uh, and then at, combine that with uh, the the Mac run down the stretch. What am I missing on this spread being this big? I, I do like uh, Ali Ali a lot, and I also like their guard Xavier Castaneda. Uh, but I mean, this is a UNLV uh, UNLV <laughs> a UCLA squad that was in the Final Four a season ago and basically returns everybody. I think UCLA. I think that this is what I envision here. Okay, I, I envision a, 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 a kind of a close game. UCLA pulls away, wins comfortably, doesn't cover, and everybody's kind of saying like, "Is everything okay with UCLA?" And then they make a deep run. Well, I mean, look, Oregon swept UCLA this year, right? UCLA recently has a ten-point win against Washington State, a eleven-point win against Washington. Um, I think I think Akron's better than Washington and Washington state Ah, better than the, the Cougs. I don't know, man. 
I mean, three of UCLA's losses are Gonzaga and Arizona, you know, and they, they have other good losses against uh, USC. Um, I guess Arizona state somewhat of a good loss, not really, but the level of competition is just way higher. I don't know. I mean, 14 points. I just feel like UCLA pulls away late and gets it done. And don't forget. I mean, UCLA was banged up. They had COVID issues and really, you know, I think they kind of just went through the motions in the regular season because of their postseason success a season a, a year ago. I think this team is built for success in the NCAAs. Well, with all, with all that said, I agree with Colby. I, I, I am taking Akron. I am taking the points, but I'm not going to lock it up. I do definitely do not feel that confident. I feel confident that they'll cover this thing. And I think you look at, uh, I mean, both these teams are great defensive teams. And yeah, I get it. Akron sucks at the free throw line, but I, I still think uh, they can hang around enough. Both these teams take care of the ball well. I mean, UCLA is fourth in the nation at taking care of the ball, but Akron sixty seventh. That's not terrible. Um, that's actually pretty good. So well, let me ask you this: How many of these losses in the, the second half of the season were without Juzang? I, I mean, I'd Arizona State was by three. USC was by three. Oregon was by five. If they have Juzang in that. They more or less win every single game in the second half of their schedule, except for Arizona. Like this is still an elite team we're talking about here. I, I, I but they can be elite all day. Akron will cover the fourteen. Akron, don't sleep on this Zips team. They're athletic. If they're not a traditional mid-major, Ali Ali is a guy that I think will be like. I think he's got a decent shot to be in the NBA. Winners of eight straight. They got some momentum on their side. That's for sure. Float like a butterfly, sting like a zip. All right. Uh, <laughs> Texas Southern, Kansas. Last game of the night tomorrow. Kansas laying 21 and a half. You know, I, I was asked this question about an hour ago, and I started to go Kansas. And I said, you know what? Texas Southern did win at Florida. Give me Texas Southern to cover the 21 and a half. Let's they go. played Oregon pretty tight too. Yeah, let's let's cover this twenty-one and a half with with, with TS. Nick, what are you doing? I'm with you. Uh, you know, kind of a similar game to uh, Baylor Norfolk State. With in that game, I laid the points. In this game, I'll take the points. Texas Southern, yeah, they they're a solid program here. I, I don't feel that confident because Kansas could just smack them. But for a 16 seed, you know, to have those kinds of of games in the uh, non-conference schedule where they beat Florida and, you know, lost a close one to Oregon. I mean, those were like bubble teams. Most 16 seeds don't have that on their resume. They, okay? they also so. had a single digit game against St. Mary's. There and, you go. And, and Texas Southern, and they started their season. I don't think people realize this. This is uh, like, they, they started their season on the road from November 9th, their first game at Oregon all the way until January 8th, their first home game. Got to get that money. They are Gosh. battle tested as far as Gotta being the on the road. Let's go Texas Southern Patty. See, what are you doing here? Um, you know, I have to admit when I first made this pick, I got a little confused. I thought they were playing uh, back to back nights uh, essentially, um, but they have a little break rest of the legs after the playing game. So uh, I think the Tigers get it done, and maybe even like you said, the 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 recent use of the legs could be in their favor. Um, I don't think there's rust built up on Kansas at all, but that's a lot of points. So yeah. I'll take the Tigers. 
All right. Well, that's Thursday. We're going to get to Friday, but before we get to Friday, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a bet the underdog special. Betters will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's a free $25 bet on top of your winnings. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And we're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 grand with one entry. Head over to stableduel.com to get started today. And we're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is, I mean, it's out there, folks. In the App Store, the Google Play Store, it is free to download. You'll get access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, all of our content. NC Nick writing a ton of articles over there for college basketball. You want to go listen to the Jay Billis episode? You want to enter the DGen dance? Which we are, we got going right now. Your chance to win three thousand dollars. Come dance with me. Well, let's cut that rug. All right. Uh, look, this is something. It's free, folks. We get the SGPN app. You enter in the contest section, and uh, you might win three grand. Someone's gonna win it. It's not one of these things of like you can't win it. It is a. We're, it's a bankroll thing we're doing. Uh, we're giving you ten thousand. You know, fake dollars, and and wherever you put that money on the teams you have winning the person with the most amount of money at the end of the day will get $3,000. All right. Real money. Yeah. Real money. All right. Real money Kramer. So now we have Friday morning, man. Do we start off with a good one going on in, uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Loyola, Chicago, the Ramblers. They got players like Lucas Williamson who went to the sweet 16 last year. He went to the final four in his freshman year and he was a key member of that team. They're taking on Ohio state and EJ Lydell. Can they avoid the first half upset to a double digit seat again? Because last year, Ohio state got upset by max ace, miss and Earl Roberts in the first round. This game is at a pick. It's at a pick guys. They're the 10 seed. Uh, these lines have been wild this year in this tournament. I'm going to take Loyola Chicago to win this game. I think they're just a flat out better team. Nick. I completely agree with you. I mean, I don't know what happened to the Buckeyes here. They've never been the most consistent team this season, but they have decent wins. Like they beat Duke at home. Uh, they beat Seton hall on a neutral site. I mean, this is going back to, you know, before Christmas, but uh, they're losers of four of, of their last five. And it's not like they've been losing to the top of the big 10 either. They lost at Maryland uh, and they lost to at home to Nebraska and in the uh, conference tournament to Penn state. Uh, it seems like it's really just EJ Liddell and a bunch of scrubs almost. So um, I think the more complete team is Loyola Chicago, the more experienced team, the team that has had more, more postseason success. I mean, go on and on. I mean, what does other than EJ Liddell, what does Ohio state have that Loyola doesn't give me the ramblers. Billis brought brought up, brought up a great point. Transition defense for Loyola. They only give up five points a game on transition. That's basically flawless defense. Um, uh, That's a crazy stat. Patty C. What are you doing here? I got to agree. Loyola Chicago 
battle tested, been there before. You got to wonder without Porter Moser, how, how they, uh, you know, if they're still um, ready for the, ready for the dance here, but you got to figure a couple losses early Michigan state and Auburn again. So it's not like their losses have been terrible since then a couple questionable ones, but never against terrible competition. I just think they're better as well. And I uh, I'm seeing uh, them getting a half a point. So since I got them on the money line, I'll take it. And like, I mean, Porter Mojo's not there anymore, but a lot of these guys, Lucas Williamson, Braden Norris, uh, the big man, Ugok, Marquise Kennedy, Tate hall. They're not, they're, you know, they're not new to the NCAA tournament. They've been several times. Uh, I think Lucas Williamson was on the final four squad. Yeah, he was. Know, so yeah. that definitely helps. Um, all right, folks. Well, I mean, that's, that's a great game to start this next one. Jacksonville state is taking on Auburn. Auburn's laying 15 and a half. Man, you know what? <laughs> I gotta do it. I think these SEC teams in the first round. I think they're gonna be uh, Jacksonville State should have been a sixteen. They don't belong in this tournament. I'm laying the fifteen and a half with the Auburn Tigers. I think they rolled. Nick, here's one thing that concerns me: Jacksonville State is the tenth best team in the country at shooting the three. Can they surprise us? That would be fantastic if they won this game. <laughs> but I'm gonna. I mean, look, they played uh, at Wichita, only lost by three. The Shockers are really good at home. That's a decent. I mean, they uh, they only lost by six at Alabama. Okay, maybe uh, I remove my lock. Maybe I'm still going Auburn. But it's easy to I'm see a tide turn. I will remove my lock. All right. Um, uh, I, I feel like maybe you just talked me into this. The evidence has been falsified. The evidence has been <laughs> falsified. I am not going to take. I'm not going to bet because I'm still going to place my bets tonight. But I guess I, I'll lay off the Auburn one. Patty, see what are you doing here? I don't know, man. It feels really obvious to lock this. Like I feel like we're kind of talking ourselves out of this. I mean, Auburn hasn't won many games by more than 15 points in a little in a little while. Um, that said, they've been playing much tougher teams than Jacksonville State. <sighs> I'm taking it and I'm locking it. Ooh, Patty C's gonna continue to lock it up. Does it bother you? What, what about this angle, Nick? Jacksonville State is not in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville State is located in Alabama. These guys probably were not recruited by Auburn. You have a little brother factor. Well, you are the little brother to me. So you tell me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look. To get that one in there. <laughs> any chance I I get to throw, you know, do the Ric Flair and throw the the dust in the eyes, I'll do it. Uh, All you know I know I mean? is that if if I was laying eighteen points one on one versus Colby, I'd cover. Well, uh, you're, dude, you're you're in your forties now, buddy. All right, <laughs> you're not too far off. All right, I'm still in the thirties. I I got this. All right, um, all right. Next up, we got so Patty C locking that one up. I guess I'll give him some type of music here for his little lock. Give me some love. You just had a lock the second. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got Montana State. The Bobcats are catching. Man, the money is coming in on the Red Raiders. They're catching 15 points. I'll say this: Montana State, Texas Tech. I uh, I've watched a lot of Big Sky basketball over the over the years. I think this Montana State team is one of the more athletic Big Sky teams I can ever remember. And I think for that reason alone, 
I'm taking the 15 points and the Bobcats of Montana state, Texas tech wins, but Montana state covers Nick. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, once again, we said it before, I'm not a, as high on the red Raiders as you've been this year. I was looking to kind of fade them early in this tournament, but it turns out I kind of like their path to go to at least a sweet 16, if not further. So I don't have the Montana state as a money line play for sure, but I do think they keep this game close. Um, Texas tech is a low scoring team. They struggle offensively at times. The Bobcats are also pretty good at hitting the three point shot, 38th in the they're, country. They're a good defensive team in their own right. You know, they're they're not a bad defensive team. So they would be able to line up with an offense that struggles. Maybe they can get them in a little bit of a rock fight and uh, you know, cover this thing. I think so. Give me the points. Patty C, what are you doing here? Yeah, I'm all over Montana State as well. Like Nick said, Texas Take doesn't really blow many teams out. I mean, they did beat Baylor. Uh, pretty recently or within the past month and a half. So, you know, can't really overlook that, but overall Montana state has been great in the year 2022. So 15 points I'm on the Bobcats. There we go. Okay. Yale is catching 16 points against Purdue. Uh, Sean stack in the money green, Ryan, real money Kramer. My, uh, my, my pals here at sports gambling podcast. Uh, they're on Yale money line, which I thought was crazy, but Purdue lost in the first round a year ago. Purdue doesn't play defense. Great. So maybe they got something I'm buying into taking the 16, but I don't think, I think Purdue's going to advance. Give me Yale plus the 16. Nick, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, Yale doesn't have the profile of a team of a, you know, a small, a, a, a mid major program that could make a run or something. Uh, they don't shoot the three ball. Good. Uh, they're not all that experienced. Only 166 in the country. They start only two starters are seniors, so they're not checking a whole lot of boxes for you know a Cinderella team here. I'm gonna take the points though, and maybe this is just me and fade Purdue come March. Uh, Purdue could smack them. It's possible if Ivy gets going and if Edie and Williams just dominate the interior, this could be a blowout. But this. Pick kind of defies logic, and I'll just say I expect Yale to cover up for some reason. Patty C, what are you doing here? Uh, I don't expect Yale to cover. I mean, the last time they played a, a team anywhere in the Boilermakers, uh, Egot was against St. Mary's. They lost by 27. They lost by uh, 14 to Iowa, Iona, which is you know respectable, I guess, but um, lost by 22 to, to Auburn. They've they've played some tough competition, but I just think Purdue is good enough to cover sixteen against them. Wow, go especially on. a team in Purdue that it's you know it's not a given. They're not they're not expecting to cakewalk through to the Final Four here. They know they have to win every game and earn it. So I'm taking the Boilermakers. And 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 will a chip be on their shoulder after losing in overtime in the first round to North Texas last year? That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, next game. You know, with all that said, I'm gonna switch. I'm. Uh, I'm switching to Purdue. Wow. Okay. Next game. Boiler up. Yeah. Boil it, boil it up. Um, Delaware Villanova, a little CAA football matchup on the hardwood. Uh, this is a rivalry in the CAA and in FCS football. Um, Blue hens catching 15 and a half in Pittsburgh. Look, I didn't lock up Auburn. I am going to lock up Villanova here. I'm laying the 15 and a half. I think Nova is going to put it on them. I get it. They Delaware has Jameer Nelson jr. 
and he played great at George at GW. He transferred into Delaware. He's played great, but Villanova's guard play Jay Wright too much. Give me the Wildcats minus the points. Anyone want to join me on this? Uh, kinda, yeah, kinda do. <laughs> on a lock, think of my. Yeah, I'll lock it. I'll lock, lock it. it. Let's do it. Triple yes, lock. there we go. Triple lock Villanova minus 15, 15 and a half. Look with this game here, Delaware lost the last three games of the regular season. They, I think they surprised everybody by winning the colonial. Yeah. A hundred percent for sure. And when and you- if you look at their defense at first of all, they have a bad defense, 212th in the country. And they're really bad at defending the perimeter. Villanova is almost a strictly perimeter oriented offense, you know? So Delaware 256 at defending, defending the three ball. That's not a good matchup for the blue hens. Villanova rolls. Yes, yes, yes. Every every one of Villanova's losses this season to tournament teams, that's UCLA, Purdue, Baylor, Creighton, Marquette twice, and uh Yukon. So, you know, the level of competition has been really high for Villanova all season. I think Delaware's out of their league here. Completely agree. Out of their depth. Miami, USC in one of the harder games. You know, this is one where uh, uh I think tide turning, I see as I remember I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of turn it's easy to see a tide turn. Uh, did I say those words? <laughs> did I say those words when I took Miami and that when I when I really thought about this uh, on Sunday I had Miami. After thinking about this, Miami's bigs are, are an issue. They don't have any <laughs> USC, I think is a better team. And I also feel like Andy infield kind of slept on tournament coach. He's got great success. He took Florida Gulf coast to the sweet 16, took USC to the elite eight. I got USC beating Miami. I'm laying the point and a half. And I'll be honest, the more I thought about it, I almost think it's a lock. Um, I'm not going to do it. Cause I was a skeptic of USC at times in the regular season, but I, I just think that this is a bad matchup for Miami. Give me USC, Nick. What are you doing here? You make a lot of good points, and it's almost like UNC Marquette here. This could be just a bet on the Pac-12 over the ACC, and if that was your line of thinking, I would not argue with it. But with that said, I am an ACC homer, and for some reason, I'm going to go Miami here. I mean, guard play in March does matter. Miami has you know spades of guard play, okay, especially Charlie Moore, six-year senior. The guy's almost as old as Colby. Uh, <laughs> and he's a better basketball player, so I'm gonna go Hurricanes. Uh, I mean, USC's the 12th team in the nation at rebounding. Miami is That's three. Miami is 343rd. There's only 358 teams, guys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the worst rebounding team in the nation. Then defensively, USC is 75th in the nation. Miami's 280th. I'm on USC despite their, the USC is terrible from the free throw line and Miami's good, but I don't think the free throw line is going to matter. Give me USC. Patty C. What are you doing here? You know, with, with the exception of their inexplicable losses to Stanford, who for some reason has their number, almost all of USC's losses have been against elite competition two against uh, Arizona and two against UCLA. Uh, Miami has some questionable losses. 
um, US or UCF rather. Um, obviously, a, a down Virginia team. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, def- I definitely think I'm leaning USC here, although I don't have a great feel for this, but I'm on the Trojans. Trojan up, Trojan man. Uh, next up, we got Virginia Tech, Texas. Man, I've been sitting here for a week with just real money Kramer, just sprinkling fucking fairy dust in my <laughs> ear every minute. Gobble, gobble. That's what he's basically <laughs> telling me about these Hokies. I, man, uh, <laughs> Texas is laying one. I, I I'm, I'm going to take Texas. I mean, look, I know I was on the SGP show and I took Virginia tech because we all went in on it and I want to root for Virginia tech here. Cause I hate, you don't you know want to disappoint your bosses. No, huh? you know what? Fuck Texas. I can't root for Texas. <laughs> Give me Virginia tech. Texas is the worst. Like they're the team you got to hate out of any team in all of college football or college basketball. Let me ask you this. Are you uh, are you a hater of Chris beard now? Dude, anyone that's affiliated with the University of Texas, I feel like they are the direct, the direct reason why conference realignment has happened and why we don't have these great rivalries anymore. Fuck are Texas. You a hater, are you a hater of Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> no, I'd, I'd smoke a joint with that guy and drink a beer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's that's where you draw the line. But I, I guess. I mean, I, I want to take Texas, but I just hate rooting for Texas. Give me the Hokies, Mike Young. I'm buying in. Nick, I am a little concerned that this definitely seems like the trendy pick. It's a, the a trendy upset pick, and the Hokies have been on a roll. I think they won like 13 out of 15 or something. But it, even Coach K said it in the um, the post conference after losing to the Hokies. He said Virginia Tech they they run a very complex offense, and it's tough to prepare for in like two days. Well, Texas has had time to prepare for that offense. Chris beard regularly puts out a very good defense and he's done that with Texas this year. So I'm, I'm concerned about this game with that said, I'm like Colby. I can't go Texas. I'm an ACC homer. I'm going Virginia tech. Yes. I mean, you can't root for the, you can't root for the evil entity. That is the Texas longhorns. Patty C. What are you doing? I mean, uh, tech earlier this season had lost uh, 10 out of 15 games in a row since then have turned it around. I believe um, 13 of their last 15, Nick said um, they had some, they squeaked by Clemson. That was a concern, but since then they've obviously turned it on and got uh, looked better and better each game uh, up to throttling Duke in the ACC championship. So they are coming in red hot. I don't know. Uh, like you said, beard has already been all the way near the promised land. I got to ride Hokies though. I'm with you. Call it Homerism. Gobble, gobble. Go Hokies. Um, okay. Chattanooga. This line has gone up. Chattanooga is now catching eight against the lion. perfect. And guess what? I have been, I mean, I was, I, I made a tweet about this because big 10 fans started talking shit to me about calling for this upset. And I'm standing by this. I am taking the Chattanooga mocks to win outright against the fighting Illini. Lock it up. Give me the eight as the lock. I'm sprinkling some on the money line. Who's coming with me? <laughs> That's a lock. It's a money line play. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm locking the points and I am sprinkling okay. the money line. 
Gotcha. I do have one bracket where I do have Chattanooga winning this game straight up. I'm definitely taking the points. I mean, this is SoCon, man. Southern Conference. This is quality basketball. And Chattanooga is a little bit different than your normal mid major. They have a guy named um, Sylvia D'Souza, the big man, the transfer from Kansas. He's played in big time games against big time, uh, you know, centers, and and he'll be able to at least hold his own a little bit against Kofi Coburn. Yeah, you know, if you mix that in with a defense that is 36 best in the country at defending the three ball, so uh, Plummer and uh, who's the point guard? Corbello. Corbello and the other point guard Frazier. Well, they might be limited a little bit offensively as well. I think this is a close game. I think it goes down to the wire. Give me the mocks. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money. Uh, Look, Ric Flair, he has been known to uh, maybe go out and grab a chair and, and try to strike somebody with it. Look, same with Sylvia De Souza. He's gonna. He's look. This guy's a gamer. When he was at Kansas, he was a solid player. He's gonna be able to play Coburn tough. Mox are gonna get the upset. Patty, see what are you doing here? Um, you know, my only thing is I feel like just because he doesn't play above the rim and he's not a, a three-point threat, that Coburn gets overlooked just because he doesn't have a good uh, NBA outlook. That said, he's still an elite player, first-team All-American. You know. Eight points seems pretty uh, pretty easy to cover for the Big Ten. What 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 position did they finish in? Uh, First the in the regular Ten. season. First in the regular season. Big Ten regular season champs. I mean, they have some uh, close wins against mediocre competition down the stretch. Uh, five point win against Penn State. Four point win against Michigan State. That's not exactly mediocre, but so they don't necessarily blow out teams. But I don't know, man. I don't have a great feel. I know Chattanooga is exciting. <sighs> Uh, I'm going to ride with Illinois. So am I going to regret that? The good thing you have going for you with Illinois is that they lost in the first round of the big 10 conference tournament. So, you know, that was a week over a week ago and that should probably, you know, energize them to come out here and just, you know, try to roll, try to steamroll. It's not like they're tired from playing three or four games in three or four days. You have that on your side. Yeah, yeah. They, getting slapped in consecutive games to end the season would be a bad look for them. Yeah. Okay. Next one: Cal State Fullerton, Duke. Duke's laying eighteen. I thought about locking this one up. I'm not gonna, but I think it's fringe lock potential. I think Duke's gonna blow them out. And uh, yeah, what are you guys doing here, Nick? What are you doing? You're the Duke fan. Talk to us. Are you nervous? I, I, no, I, I'm with you. I think it's, it's it's a favorable draw to say the least. Uh, Cal State Fullerton is probably the first team that I have not that we've mentioned tonight that I have not watched any basketball on this year. Uh, you know, being West Coast, you know, the games come on too late. Good luck trying to find them on TV, et cetera, et cetera. I, yeah, they just don't belong as a 15. There probably should be a 16. And uh, not it's not that I'm high on Duke entering the tournament. That's not why I'm picking them to cover. I just think it's a it's a nice matchup, and I think. Uh, Maybe some people, some of the fan base will get their hopes up after this win because it'll be, it should be a dominating win. I would say pump those brakes a little bit. Patty C. I mean, Big West is a decent level of basketball. They're, they don't get many breaks within that conference, I don't feel like. But um, so it's not like they're going to be completely unbattle tested. 
that said, they're nowhere near the level of Duke, nowhere near the talent level. And you got to figure with coach K, you know, in his uh, curtain call here, they're going to come out with intensity every game. Yeah. I got to go Duke here. Yeah. And one stat here is uh Cal state Fullerton 330th in the country at defending the three ball. Oh, Duke's got three or four guys that can just stroke it from deep. You know, uh, AJ Griffin should, should have a, a, a huge game against the Titans. So uh, look for that. That's a crazy stat. Like, I wonder how much it, whether that's just them playing against good three point shooting teams or they just don't close out very well. You know, <laughs> yeah, could be a combination, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got Iowa State LSU. I think this is another really hard game to understand, especially in this bracket. I could see both these teams having great runs. Could also see both losing. Um, Iowa State's catching four and a half against LSU interim coach at LSU. TJ Altsberger. They hit this rough patch in the middle of the year. They couldn't buy a win, but then they found something and they rallied late to get themselves into this big dance. And uh, four and a half. I guess I'll take Iowa State, but I could totally see me losing on this one. I do not recommend, uh, you know, betting this game. Uh, LSU's got the interim coach with Kevin Nickelberry. Will Wade is gone, but uh, what do you make of this, guys? Nick? Yeah, I mean, we have two very good defenses, two top 10 defenses in the country, and therefore I'm going to lean towards taking the points. Iowa State is not a team that I was gonna, uh, you know, take far and and you know they they could win this game, but if so, that's you know where their you know road ends, I think. But I just think it's tough to get behind an interim head coach uh, and a team that hasn't looked great down the stretch, just three and four in their last seven. Uh, LSU is very young; uh, they turn the ball over. I mean, in the three hundreds and turning the ball over, that's just just awful. So I'm going to go with a better coach team that is less talented. And especially if you're telling me this game is going to be like in the sixties, you might as well take the points. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy is, is that this side of the bracket so weird. It wouldn't shock me if either of these teams went to like the elite eight, <laughs> you know what I we mean? We all said it. We all said it on I mean, the, our reaction uh, pod was that this, this bracket is the most wide open. Yeah. Uh, Patty C. What are you doing here? I mean, Iowa State uh, twenty and twelve overall, but a seven and eleven in conference. So thirteen one in the non-conference. Um, again, LSU very similar uh, uh, regular season record with twenty two and eleven, nine and nine in conference. So it's almost kind of identical. It kind of comes down to who do you believe in more, uh, Big Twelve or SEC basketball? Uh, that's pretty close this year. Um, I don't know. I without their coach, I got to lean Iowa State here. Yeah. Right state. They knocked off Bryant tonight on a game that I was on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to talk shit, you know, Woo! Uh, to, who? Uh, to, to myself, um, to those bookies. Yeah. To those bookies. What's up? Um, the right state though. I thought they should have been a 15. They were a 16. They now play Arizona. They're getting 22 and a half points against the Wildcats. Is this crazy to say? I mean, I I don't know. The, the game was sloppy tonight, but I mean, and they do have a forty-two point loss to Purdue back in November. <laughs> but they were a different team. They were a different team back then. They they beat NC State at NC State. <laughs> there you go. All right, they went down to Raleigh and said, "Hey ACC, what's up?" <laughs> um, give me the points, Nick. 
Yeah, you know, this is the first time I'm seeing a line. Obviously, this game just ended what uh, an hour ago from when we're recording this. I'm gonna lean on taking the points too. I think uh, <clears throat> the Horizon League is a solid basketball conference, and I think Wright State is on a roll, beating you know three or four pretty good teams in a row. And uh, I think once again, I think having the game to like you know get your nerves out. You know now they can come in to wherever the hell they're playing. And you know, just lay it on the line and, and you know play freely and, and not have any pressure. And I think the one seed Arizona will have that pressure. Uh it, it won't result in a close game, but I think it will result in a cover for the Raiders of Wright State. Six straight wins for the Raiders. Patty C, you said Arizona's the best team you've ever seen. I have them <laughs> I have Arizona, you know, going really far as well. Uh what are you doing here? Uh, you, uh, I'm sorry, I missed it. I was looking at, I got a little ADD there. Started looking at Tinder, saw a girl uh, deep throating <laughs> a uh, piece of pizza. Got oh. pretty turned on there, but swipe right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100 percent of the time. Pizza um, in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time, buddy. All right. Damn right. With that girl every time. Um, Arizona. Do we, do we get a spread on this? We Four, said it hasn't come out yet. Twenty-two and a half. <laughs> you lie. No, I'm Pay not. Attention, Patty. I have it right here. Two and a half. No, twenty-two and a half. Oh, twenty-two and a half. Um, that is pushing it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right state with that. I think that's a little bit too many. I don't know though. Arizona it just has ballers all over the court. I don't know if like, you know, I'm overrating them, but they're so athletic. I do worry about. Coloco, you know, I wonder if uh, if he ever has to play a a physical center, whether that changes the the makeup of that team, and they're more likely to face that in the in the tournament. So we'll see how they go. But for this game, I think that's just a couple too many points. So yeah. I'll go Raiders. You know what is concerning though is uh, watching that game tonight. The right state defense not amazing, <laughs> not amazing. <laughs> I do see an opportunity for Arizona to potentially pour it on, but I'm still going to go Raiders. Um, we got uh, UAB Houston going on. Uh, Houston laying eight and a half. I'm I, like I think Houston's going to win this game, but I do think UAB matches up decently well with them. I'm going to take UAB to cover the eight and a half. Houston wins though. Nick, uh, again, I tend to agree. Uh, UAB's on a little bit of a roll here, winning seven in a row. And uh, winning the conference USA, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a Houston guy. I think they have a chance to do some damage in this tournament because I think everybody is overlooking them again. But I think uh, you know, as a strong defensive team, yeah, yeah. Most Houston spreads were above ten, and I think they covered a good share of those. But I just feel like this is tournament things will tighten up a little bit. I think this is a close game. It's two uh, basically mid majors. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go UAB in the points. I think Houston still wins, but I think this game's a little bit closer than expected. Patty C. Listen, I mean the metrics like we that last episode really got a glimpse into how good Houston is. Taking a look at their schedule, I think everyone may be overreacting to uh, the Memphis games. Their other three losses were a two point loss against Wisconsin, a one point loss against Alabama and a two point loss against SMU, but then they go and lose to Memphis by 10 and 14. So Memphis clearly has their number, but guess what? They're not facing Memphis. And this is the elite team that we saw all year. 
I think eight and a half is a gimme. I'm gonna lock this. Whoa, <laughs> I like yeah. it. Hey, I love it. Um, Woo! Patty C, locking up the Houston Cougars minus eight and a half. Only three games left on the slate because one of these ones we don't know because of uh, so we do not know the Alabama Alabama is essentially going to play uh, the winner of this Rutgers Notre Dame game so we will not have that get the SGPN app the picks will all be there um, Davidson Michigan State Michigan State's a one point favorite two of the more legendary coaches in college basketball. Davidson's catching one. There's a lot of interesting uh, storylines. You could say, well, Bob McKillop against Tom Izzo, who's the better coach. I think you can, you can have a, a legit argument there. Uh, then you could say foster lawyer, the leading scorer for Davidson. Well, he transferred after playing at Michigan state for three or four years. So uh, this, if anyone's going to know Michigan state, it's going to be foster lawyer. I, I'm very intrigued to watch this one. I'm going to take Davidson in an upset special. You're only a one point spread, but Hey, give me the wildcats to get it done. I think they're the flat out better team. Uh, Nick, what are you doing here? I'm going to ride with you again, Dundee. I, I just, I haven't been a big Sparty guy all year. They turn the ball over too much. They don't have a true point guard. They don't have a go-to, you know, scorer in the clutch last 10 games are just four and six. And two of those wins were against Maryland. Uh, meanwhile, I mean, I, I just love the offense and the precision and the efficiency that the Wildcats of Davidson have. Eleven best in the country, uh, six best at, at shooting the three ball. You name it, any offensive stat, they just flourish. Uh, Granted, uh, how defense about, is not that great, but I don't think Michigan State's offense is good enough to take advantage of it. Yeah, the fact that Davidson is thirteenth in the nation at taking care of the ball. Meanwhile. Michigan State 219th. And that's very uncharacteristic for Tom Izzo coach team to be that bad. I'm on Davidson. One more surprising stat. Davidson defensive rebounding, eighth best in the country. Surprising for kind of a finesse, you know, mid-major-ish program. Especially if they can keep the Spartans off the boards, they have a good chance of winning this. Patty C. You know, for as much as I uh, say that Tony Tom Izzo is a different beast, he is Sunday Tiger, much like much like Attorney uh, Jay Wright, um, which you know was again on display in the Big Ten tournament, taking down Wisconsin, uh, who is more talented than they are, um, and playing pretty close against Purdue. Um, I still I want to agree with you guys. I think Davidson may be the better team this year, so I will ride with the Wildcats. Wow, cats. Um, all right. Uh Colgate, Wisconsin. This line's jumped up to eight. Wisconsin's laying eight. Now this game is in Milwaukee. Um mm. which mm. is concerning because I think the fans will certainly be there for the Badgers. It's going to be a lot of white guys on the court in this game. <laughs> uh for the, for that reason alone, give me the points. I think Wisconsin's going to win. They win by 7. Give me Colgate plus 8. Nick, I think I tend to agree. I mean, Colgate at least played a good half against Arkansas in last year's tournament. Returned pretty much everybody. They've won. I don't. I don't even want to count these. Like 15 games in a row. 
a lot of seniors, you know, Jack Ferguson, that guy can just get hot from, from beyond the arc. These teams have too much in common. Colgate, the second best three point shooting team in the country. I think this is a ball game. And, now, obviously and, there's no Johnny Davis for the Raiders, but I think this is a ball game. I think it's close. I even had Wisconsin in one bracket going to the elite eight. I, had I still him, think I had him go to the final right? four and one. There you uh, go. But I still think like this could be a close game where Wisconsin at the end feels fortunate to be advancing. Colgate, I feel like has the better tournament experience than Wisconsin. The, I mean, the, the, the year prior, remember they took Tennessee to overtime uh, the tournament prior, not the year prior. Um, well, a couple other nice stats with Colgate. Yeah. 41st best experience in the country. 11th best minutes continuity. These guys have been playing with each other for a long time. They're not going to get rattled. If they're down early, they'll keep on shooting that three ball. And if a few drop, we got a ball game. Yeah. Uh, Patty C you going with your toothpaste or are you going with the Badgers? Uh, you guys are convinced me. Look, I think Greg guard is a big enough asshole. We learned that earlier this season <laughs> that the opportunity to run it up, uh, who will take it, but um, you know, call timeout up 14 or however many points it was. Um, but that said, you're looking at the end of their schedule. Uh, a lot of close wins against not great teams. I mean, if I could start rattling off and, and these are interspersed with some losses, but Nebraska, eight point win, Minnesota, six point win, Penn state, two point win, uh, Minnesota, one point win Rutgers five grand Rutgers is good, but look, they, they're just not blowing teams out. I just think that against a legitimate tourney team, which Colgate is eight points is too many. So I'll go Raiders. If you don't go to the university of Wisconsin, you're going to end up eating government cheese and living in a van down by the river. I don't know why I'm playing that because we're on Colgate, but I think Wisconsin is going to get the win. Uh, TCU Seton hall, last game on the slate. Seton hall is a one point favorite. Currently. I think the wrong team's favorite. I think TCU is the more battle tested team. I'm taking the horn frogs plus one against Seton hall. This should be a fun one. Uh, Nick, what are you doing here? Is this the biggest coin flip in the tournament? I think it is. I think it is. I think, yeah, you're probably, you're probably going to make it. Uh, I was going to say Murray state, San Francisco, but with that injury, uh, I think you're right. TCU Seton hall probably is that game. Nick, what are you doing? Yeah, I think TCU's had a tougher gauntlet towards the end of the year. And I think they've shown well in those tough games, especially those two against Kansas. It's a tough <coughs> matchup, man. I, it's, it's a, it's a coin flip. I don't advise betting it, but if I'm going to, I'm going to go with a tougher defensive team and I'm going to go with the horn frogs. Patty C, what are you doing? Oh gosh, I don't know. Seton Hall been pretty strong on the stretch. They're uh, they're only losses of late. UConn, Villanova, and UConn again. So um, uh, TCU's been playing pretty damn well too. It is a true coin flip. Uh, I get. You know what? I'm on the Pirates. I'm on the Pirates to get this done. Seton Hall, Patty C's riding with them. Remember, I, I believe in the Pirates. The Pirates of EC. Or the Pirates oh, of Seton I, Hall. I could do that for you. I could. I could. I could. Uh... Dial me up, DJ. You know, I could definitely give you maybe the greatest song in the history of life. I didn't get the ECU. All right. I just did it. We believe in the pirates. Patty C does. I don't. Give me the horn frogs. Uh, remember, Alabama and the winner of this uh, Notre Dame Rutgers game we will have on the SGPN app. Guys, before we get out of here, 
Just want to ask you a couple questions. Do you think it's bullshit that Murray State and San Francisco are playing one another? I th- I'm, I've seen a few people make a case that it's really nonsense that they gave them each other as an opponent. They should have got a power five opponent. Um, some people saying Murray State even got a little misseated um, for being thirty and two. What do you make of that, Nick? I'm not going to get too wrapped up in it. You know, it's kind of funny because I feel like this is not the first time they've pitted two mid majors against each other. So it is almost like they're trying to maybe protect, you know, the name brands, the big boys. Uh, I mean, looking at the rest of the bracket, do we see a similar case? I mean, they didn't do it with Davidson, Michigan state. They didn't do it with Loyola, Chicago, Ohio state. They didn't do it with Colorado state, Michigan. I don't know. I mean, I think at some point, like nobody's going to be happy with every matchup, but eventually you got to place some teams against somebody. So I don't have that much time on my hands to gripe about that. If people do more power to, I think it's a great game. I think it's an interesting matchup. And I think uh, whoever wins that could potentially give Kentucky a ball game. Do you have an issue with LSU and Alabama, you know, LSU 22 and 11, Alabama 19 and 13 being higher seeded than a team that went 30 and two. It's not, it, you can't compare. It's not apples to apples, man. I mean, what's Murray state's record if they play in the sec, Look, the committee has a tough job and I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm backing the committee because they've made a lot of mistakes in the past, but I do think it's a tough job. And at the end of the day, I think people waste too much time bickering about seeding. Look, if you want to go far in this tournament, you're going to have to beat top teams. And I just don't have the time of the day to just nitpick each one and say, well, this team could have been a 10 seed. I don't think they should have been an 11 seed. I can't talk to this son of a bitch. Prove it on the court. (laughs) I can't talk to that son of a bitch. I really can't. can't. (laughs) By the way, did you guys hear um, Texas uh, buzz, uh, buzz, buzz Williams, his name? Yeah. Yeah, did you hear his press conference? He's getting all emotional, complaining that the committee. Give needs, me a yeah. break! What a whiny sob! How about you Dude, schedule better? Look, uh, seriously, that's the main thing. And if anybody is on the bubble of the tournament, that means look, sixty-eight teams make it. Okay, every year there's going to be a couple teams where, like, yeah, you know, if you look at the right numbers, like we should have made it. You know what? Do better. Okay. Schedule better. better. Schedule. At least Xavier, who I was arguing for, at least they scheduled better. But even if you extended the tournament to 120 teams, the 121st would be like, we deserve to be in. Okay. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I I agree. I'm going to say this again, you know, because I'm trying, I'm relatively new to, you know, really trying to examine the net. I've never done a deep historical dive on, you know, what seeding, you know, what metrics lead to what seeding and what certain accomplishments result in certain seeds, especially with the, the variation between the conferences, but there needs to be some kind of like point system that largely determines seeding, you know, because there is a shit ton of wiggle room and we've seen it in college sports uh, in college football. And you know, damn well, it's happening in college basketball that they're manipulating this thing. That said, I don't think necessarily we're looking at the same thing as like, what was it? 2010 when you had uh, Boise versus TCU or somewhere in that uh, range when neither of them were power five. And 
they're both top five teams and neither really get to prove themselves against top competition because one of these teams is going to win this. And then that, that just basically guarantees one of those teams, a second round play. Now may, maybe they both deserve an eat like a, a chance to play power five teams. Cause they both should win. But uh, I don't feel super bad for either one of them because they're just playing who's in front of them. And then they got to do it again. Like Nick said, but that said, they do need to come up with a more like easy to, I guess, predict and, and, you know, uh, it needs to be black and white. How the, how the seating happens. I just think it's an impossible task when you have over 300 teams that play wildly different schedules. I, I just think that there's no perfect answer every year. There's going to be a couple teams where are like, yeah, you know what? Maybe they should have been in at the end of the day. If you're on the bubble, it's because you didn't do good enough that year. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of the time that, well, yeah, if you're on the bubble, it's because you didn't do it good enough that year. And there's only a few teams that are on the bubble, but seating uh, is a huge factor percentage wise in determining how deep you go. And if you win the whole thing. And so, you know, that, that should be, that's obviously affected by whatever formula they're using. So, you know, they, they need to straighten it out. That's my opinion. They need to make it really clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me ask you these questions, man. We have, we, I just want to get to some of these. We saw, we've, we've seen one 16 seed win against Patty C's boys, <laughs> UMBC. Uh, will there be a 16 seed? And if so, who would it be Nick? <laughs> I'm I'm sick that you, an- <laughs> that you threw that in there again, <laughs> twice an episode's a little much buddy. <laughs> You know, how about Texas Southern? I think you're no right. No other 16 team ever has beaten a team like Florida and come, you know, we're close to with St. Mary's and Oregon. I think, I think that's, I think Georgia State, you would say, yeah, no, I think it's actually Texas Southern. I, I really think Zaga's not losing. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're by far the thing, the top one seed. So I think it's Texas Southern. Patty C, you agree with that? Or maybe you think Norfolk State, maybe you think Wright State, maybe you think Georgia State? I guess at Texas Southern Kansas, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of people kind of throwing shade Kansas's way. So, well, Dayton, Dayton beat un- Kansas. Is is Norfolk State seven five seven? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, wrong sport, but <laughs> <laughs> shoot, man. Uh, uh, look, I went down to uh, Virginia Beach, and there were lots of athletes down there. I'll just say that. So I think that that's probably uh, a good pool to choose from. So maybe there's some talent there that we're not seeing yet. All right. Well, 15 seeds. Um, we've seen this uh, a number of times, whether it was Hampton against uh, Iowa state, whether it was Norfolk state against Baylor, uh, I believe middle Tennessee, Michigan state was one. Um, we've seen this a bunch of times are the 15 seeds any of them going to pick up a win, Nick? Well, and, and if so, would, who would it be? I would say Duke is probably the worst two seed. I think everybody can agree with that. But I think the matchup is Auburn Jacksonville State. I think uh, it's probably well, first off, it's probably the smallest spread. I guess that and Villanova was kind of neck and neck there. Auburn away from home, not that impressive. Jacksonville State, some decent showings against top notch opponents, like we mentioned previously. So if I was to pick one fifteen that that had a chance, I guess I would go Jacksonville State. I think I agree with you, and I think my second pick would actually be Fullerton, <laughs> even though I don't think they are good. I just feel like Duke has shown signs against whether it was Clemson or Miami, where they 
kind of struggled. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to say St. Peter's mm. peacocks. peacocks. Peacocks clearly seem like the best uh, 15 seed to me. All right. All right. Making Whoa. a case. Uh, how about this? We've seen it now. I want to say, uh, I want to say five times where we've seen a double digit seed get to the final four in the past. What? 14 NCAA tournaments. We've had what George Mason, Wow, George Mason, Syracuse, Wichita state, VCU, Loyola, Chicago. Will there be, and if so, who will it be Nick? Well, I guess the answer, the easy answer is no, <laughs> but, but <laughs> if so, who would it be? Uh, well, you said yes or no. So oh, if I answered okay. yes, then if okay. so, would be the follow-up question. Well, if I, I mean, answered shit, no, that's almost, it's, no it's almost like 50% of the time. No. Okay. So if there was a double digit seed, <clears throat> you know, let me take a quick look D- here. Could Davidson knock off Michigan state and Duke, and then maybe get a little love if, if Rutgers uh, or could take down Texas tech. I don't think you pick it out of the West. Cause I think in Zaga's the, the, the best percentage wise to go to the final four. I think it would probably have to come from the South or the Midwest, South Dakota state. Maybe they beat Providence and then they play Iowa. That could be a game. And then Loyola, Chicago, uh, Iowa is, Michigan, state. is Michigan crazy. If Devonte Jones comes back on Saturday, like they said, if they win, he should be. Yeah, that could happen. Uh, uh, is uh, man, <laughs> well, Virginia tech. Yeah. You know, it's funny because the double digit C's I like, I think are in the tougher brackets, the West and the East. So uh, Virginia tech has a possibility. I would Indiana. say Davidson game winner of the game that's going on right now. Rutgers, Notre Dame because Duke is on their side of the bracket. You would think uh, obviously Gonzaga though, you know, that's a big, big thing. It's not in a their bad way. choice. That's not a bad choice though. Like I could see Rutgers, especially if they pull this out up, what four right now? Possibly. I don't know. I don't see it happening this year, but nobody ever sees it happening. So hear True. me, hear me out on like uh, a situation. What if Memphis was to upset Gonzaga? Well, Memphis isn't a double digit. I know. Seat. I know. Oh, so but, you're saying but then that, that whole field, the then your New Mexico States, your, your Rutgers uh, slash Notre Dame or, or, you know, Davidson would then be it's uh, the brackets alive. Oh, yeah, that I thing mean, is wide open. That that's all. That's all you need. You need carnage. You, you know, because a double digit seed probably is going to beat you know like three top four seeds to get there or something. But if you have some carnage, who knows? Hear me out on this. If Akron beats UCLA, which I expect them, I locked up them to cover. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this is a, a tie game with five minutes left, right? If Akron was to somehow pull that off, <laughs> and then they get. St. Mary's or Indiana. I think that's a winnable game for Akron. If they played right now, right. Then you, Baylor has Get been the fuck out of here. <laughs> Baylor, agree with Patty Baylor is a, as a team that's been injured. Well, I'm just saying guys, look, you, you, you're calling me a fucking idiot over here. I'm saying this is hitting at like 40% of the time over the past 15 years or 14 years or 13 NCAA tournaments. If you're looking at the East, I'd rather well, take San Francisco or Virginia tech over Akron. You know who I'd rather take is Indiana, especially if Akron upsets. There you UCLA. go. Uh, agree again. 
because especially with Baylor, uh, how long's uh, uh, the who who just got injured for Baylor? Cryer, Cryer, Cryer. Yeah. I don't know. He's questionable. He's just questionable a game or for like three weeks. Okay. No, no, okay. he's out this weekend. Is he? Is That's that official. A- he's not playing in both games. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Carolina or Marquette without him could upset. And then that bracket is absolutely That's my wild. point with the zips. If they were to get somehow get past UCLA, the other matchups could be decent for Akron. The zips <laughs> aren't going to the final four. Get out of here, man. <laughs> I'm just making the case. Somebody it, there's gotta be a decent shot for somebody or could it be the spiders of Richmond five fifth year seniors? Uh, oh man. I would uh, love it. I would love it. Hey, here's the thing. Like Nick said, you never see it coming. So don't be surprised if it's one of these teams we just mentioned. Could it be my mocks in Chattanooga? I mean, we're talking about the top 64 teams in the country. And as we've seen all season, razor thin margins separate these teams. So someone gets hot, they can go. There you go. Uh, look, folks, uh, subscribe to the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year around. All right. We will talk about those coaching hires and then uh, the seasons off seasons already starting to heat up soon and get the SGPN app. Cause look, you're not only getting all of the March madness picks, you're getting the NIT, the CBI, the, the championship uh, tournament or whatever the hell they're calling that thing. That new one. Um, we got you covered on all of those. All right. So get that app and also subscribe to the college football experience. Cause we talk college football year round as well. And remember subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast, USFL kicking off their season, April 16th. We got you covered there as well. And the sports gambling podcast and sports gambling podcast network. Subscribe to all of that. It's all family here. All right. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter, Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K the college basketball experiences on Twitter at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them all a follow and guys, this is March. I can't wait for tomorrow. This is the college basketball experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. You come from a land down under.